0: We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us.
1: This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to an exciting Brotherhood Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that you've been hearing about uh, at our monthly breakfasts. Uh, we're talking a little bit about mid-sized groups and we're talking about a Brotherhood exclusive group uh, that's uh, talking about your one degree. And as we were talking about this with some of the leadership and, and some of the guys, uh, I know what one degree is because it's something, it's a course that I've gone through. Um, but I think there's a lot of guys that maybe aren't familiar with what one degree actually is. Oh. Is. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to sit down with the founder of One Degree and talk a little bit about the importance of understanding uh, who you are, your purpose, your drivers, the things that you were created by God to be, and how you can actually apply those in, in your life. And so from a brotherhood perspective, from a lot of things that we've been talking about recently, specifically talking about um, what Witt was uh, alluding to in his message in January, where he was talking about finding your purpose um, but that purpose has some pain involved in it. I, I was actually reading through uh, the, the One Degree book not too long ago and came across a quote that I think ties perfectly into why we're doing uh, this One Degree midsize group. It says when the pain of status quo becomes greater than the pain of change, that's when we start walking towards uh, what it's going to take to become who we were created to be. And so I think that that ties perfectly into kind of how we've started the year, how we began taking a little bit of reflection of are we operating in the purpose that God has for us, and then ultimately looking at some of the pain and challenges that we're going to have to go through to get to who we were created to be. And and really identifying, all right. If it's all if all that stuff's going to happen, like, am I really walking in the right direction for my life? And so, with that, I want to introduce Dave Jewett. Dave is the founder and creator of One Degree. He's been speaking for he's been speaking, mentoring, and coaching for over thirty years. Uh, and you may have even seen him at some of the breakfasts. So, Dave, if you don't mind, say hello to the brotherhood and uh, tell them a little bit more about yourself, if you can.
0: Hi, guys. Great, great opportunity to talk with you and to spend some time with some of you over the coming months. Um, We started in one degree because we felt like um, while many people were being discipled and were growing in their walk with the Lord, they oftentimes didn't really have much clarity of uh, their own particular purpose. And um, so we've, as we were also learning about seasons of life that men go through, whether they're in their 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or beyond, uh, each, of those, each of those seasons have different challenges. But one of the things that helps people go through those different seasons is a sound understanding of who they are. Mm. And uh, what's so neat about this, guys, is that God has spoken through his word and given us objective truth through his word. But he's also given us objective truth in who he's made us to be. So when you want to find out what God has in store for you, it's, it's really important that you understand, in, in more specifics, how has he been preparing you? Mm. So we get a chance to coach a lot of smart guys, a lot of uh, very competent, uh, uh, just amazing men. But in every case, they all, all were helped to get a little better understanding of what God had been doing and preparing them preparing their life and many, many guys kind of get caught up into, um, uh, just things they just, they just kind of drift into,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and they oftentimes find that that isn't, uh, that isn't really what they maybe should have, uh, gone toward, but anyway, so the process that we're going to take you guys through who sign up, uh, is going to take you step by step through looking at six different aspects of who you are.
1: If you can talk a little bit maybe about the origins of One Degree, because I know that you had kind of a career – before all of this, and I think that was part of the shaping into kind of taking the direction of one degree because, uh, like you were saying before, there are certain things in life that you've just naturally gravitated towards, and maybe there are things that you're good at. I think you would call those like a yellow. It's something that you can do. It's something that you're maybe good at, but it's not something that necessarily brings you life, and I think that once you're really able to tap into the one degree of your life, the things that energize you, the things that help you operate within your purpose, you noticed a pretty stark difference. And I think that completely changed in your yeah. overall fulfillment in what you were doing in your overall fulfillment and purpose. So if you can talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I just kind of drifted into a, a, a career in purchasing and supply chain. And, uh, you know, I was pretty good at it and I enjoyed it a fair amount. And um, But really along the way, what I was doing in, in my free time was mentoring and coaching and discipling men, usually early in the morning and and I, I, I started to um, after about 20, 20 some years in the corporate life, I started to just kind of lose some of my interest in just kind of bringing bringing uh, profit to the bottom line. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, but I, I saw also that God was really blessing my time with men. And uh, we actually had this, this analogy we, we talk about, uh, it's a baseball analogy where, you know, uh, singles and doubles in baseball are good things. You know, you get, you get recognized and appreciated for those. Uh, but home runs in, 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 our, in our vernacular is when God invades what you do. When you mm-hmm. have a sense of, wow, uh, I did that, and I had that conversation, but, man, it seemed like God just jumped on it and really Im- impacted in it. Well, when I look back at my co- my uh, corporate career, I wasn't seeing a lot of those home runs. Uh, but where I was seeing the home runs were uh, when I was meeting with men individually. And, and, and the more I did that as I got into my 40s and even to my 50s, I saw those home runs really increase. And what was really neat is eventually in um, 16 years ago, a bunch of uh, men that I had helped, uh, businessmen and uh, Christian leaders in our community came to me and said, you know, we think you need to be doing this coaching full time.
1: Mm.
0: What they really saw was they just saw God hit home runs in a lot in their lives and in the lives of others. and um, so as a result of that, um, I I was challenged by them to to go pursue this full time, and there's there's a long, there's a lot of stories around that, but uh, bottom line I took the I took the plunge, and and God has been just doing some amazing things uh, through this ministry of your one degree. Um, and we see home runs. There's really hardly a day goes by now that I don't see a home run that God hits. And, uh, and sometimes we see grand slam home runs. (laughs) (laughs) So I can tell you as a 71 year old, uh, when you're living a life where you see God hit home runs on a regular basis, it is one of the things that really keep me going, me motivated, me enthusiastic about my life. Uh, and, and, uh, hopefully inspiring to those around me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love the analogy of of the home run because I think that especially like guys maybe in their twenties and thirties and even into their forties, they're not, they, they've maybe gotten a glimpse of those, but they haven't necessarily gone all the way and been like, man, like I, that was a grand slam home run. I saw God move through that. I felt fulfillment in that. I felt peace in that. I'm energized by this. And I think that what happens is is that we start to recognize more and more that these home runs are a possibility and that there's something that you know we can work closer and closer towards we, we maybe get a taste of them but we don't necessarily know how they're happening or what's going on and i think that's for me the the biggest draw of one degree is knowing that there's home run capability, knowing that I was designed and created for a purpose, knowing that God has specifically and uniquely created me for a reason. And then when I'm able to come into alignment with that, that that's where those home run opportunities are start to become more frequent. We can start to see some of those grand slams. And so specifically to the audience what I want to say is I think that what we have is, and and Dave, I want you to talk about this a little bit. We create this thing what we call a, a what you call a frustration gap. And the frustration gap is maybe where you are today. And then seeing the, the the space between that and what God has created you to be. And as that gap gets further and further, that frustration begins to build because you know you're not operating in what God's designed you to be. And I think that's maybe where you were at when you started to see some of those home runs and how you were helping other people but you were successful in the business that you were in but that frustration gap grew so wide that you had to make a choice do i continue to be frustrated no. and no and just operate in the things that i was you know successful in because you know maybe maybe i was good at but i wasn't necessarily fulfilled in to where you were able to say, okay, it's worth taking that step. It's worth taking that that risk to get outside of the things that I'm comfortable with and step into this coaching and starting to really help and disciple other people.
0: Yeah. it's. Um, uh, I think that's about it. I, what we're really hoping happens is that we, we can give guys better decision criteria for saying yes and no to the things that come their way. And what I'm finding is that no matter how strong the personalities of guys that we've uh, run into is many times we kind of get caught into just being reactors to the demands of the environment around us. Mm. Um, you know, we're, uh, we, we work for a company, so we feel like we got to do whatever is, is demanded of us. And, and certainly uh, we do have to, uh, operate within a, within a, within a structure and operator within some of the expectations. But, um, really when I was in my late, thir- late forties, I finally figured out how to stop being a reactor to the demands of the, of the organization started to be proactive with who I was. And what was really interesting about that is when I did that, uh, I actually asked God to start to show me how to use who I really was versus uh, what I felt like everybody was wanting me to be. Mm. When I did that, God started to show me how to do that. And what was really interesting, we had this billionaire CEO that I reported to and he was demanding, he was tough. And uh, after, uh, Oh, quite a while on that job, he came to me and said, "Uh, you've accomplished more productive change than anybody else in the whole company, including me. And it was a company of about 4,000. Wow. Well, that led to my getting to know him and, and, uh, sharing my faith and coming alongside him. And he ultimately ended up trusting Christ. But, Mm -hmm. um, It was a real lesson for me, and really, really convinced me that God wanted us men to really take on, take understand who He's made us to be, and then to courageously go toward it in His timing and His way, and really trust Him to use who we were, who we are, versus just keep reacting uh, all the time. I mean, obviously, we all have to react in our jobs, but uh, what I'm trying to say is. Be who you are. Become the very best who you are. Um, you know, when I when I look in the room of those guys uh, on the men's breakfast, I just see all this, all these fantastic men, and that God has made each one of you, and He has uniqueness that He wants to draw out of you, and uh, and and really His glory is tied to are living at our uniqueness. And when we're not doing that, then He gets less glory. Um, so that is one of my motivations. I, I wanna, I've always seen myself as a pretty ordinary guy, you know, but uh, as I've um, just committed to be who I am and live out who I am, uh, I see God getting a whole lot of glory. Mm. And it's really rewarding and it's humbling that he would uh, use my life that way and uh, that's my that's my desire for each of these men that they would move to a whole different level in their life of greater effectiveness and impact for God's purposes
1: yeah i i don't think i uh, often think about my responsibility in giving god glory i think sometimes it it's very i'm um, I'm, I'm very me focused, which I know is not right, but I don't always think about necessarily like how God gets glory through the things that I do. It's, it's more of like, I'm trying to accomplish these things. I'm, I'm trying to provide for my family. I'm trying to survive. I'm, you know, there's a, there's a pandemic going on outside and I'm just literally trying to survive right now. But I don't think God wants us in a position of survival. I think God wants us in a position where we're thriving in spite of the circumstances around us. And I think that's what you're talking about, where his glory is is manifested through our uniqueness. And so we are a part of his creation. And if we're able to truly plug in to who he created us to be, that gives us an opportunity to point back to him and say, hey... It's not because of me. It's because of the person who made me, the, the God who created me. And if I can reflect that goodness that he has, part of that is discipleship, right? It's inspiring other people and guiding other people through their own individual journeys. But also it's 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 our opportunity to fulfill the Great Commission, which is to go mm-hmm. into all the world and preach the gospel. Because if if we're able to live our life to the fullest, God is shining through the things that we're doing. We can't help but not talk about him in everything that we do. So, it's it's a constant reminder for me uh, to to think beyond myself and beyond the things that I'm, you know, just trying to survive in, and recognize that the God who created me is capable of much more. And doing with whatever tools uh, I have at my disposal, if I'm just willing to say, you know, not my will but yours be done, that's where we can give Him that glory. And I think that part of understanding your your purpose and understanding the things that God created you to be, it makes you uh, it makes it easier for you to release maybe that, that grip on, on, you know, the, the, the pride part of it. Like, you know, I'm the one that's done this. I've had the success. I'm the one that hit the home run. Not, not, it's not anything else than that. It's easier for you to release that because you're recognizing through this process of one degree that these are these are unique gifts and talents that God has given you it's not something that you've done you do have your own experience and that's what shapes a lot of this but ultimately it's God who's guided you through all those things and i think there's where that's where there's some humility that comes in there's some teachability that comes in there and i think that if we can especially as men and especially as leaders recognize that i think that we're going to be less stressed we're going to feel more fulfillment in the work that we do and we're going to make a greater impact in our in our in our lives and in the people around us
0: absolutely and you know when you're when you're highly energized when you're when you are confident that who you are is is special is unique because God has made you that way and you're living it out um, and you, and, you, and you stop apologizing for who you are and who you aren't um, first of all you become much more attractive as a person. Your wife actually likes being around you
1: more. <laughs> uh, if, if, if that's not a reason right there to do this class, then I don't yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So
0: when you, when you come home at night from work, are the, uh, or is your wife saying, oh, uh, "Honey, you're home," or "Honey, you're home"? Oh. Um, <laughs> you know. So what I'm what I'm finding is more and more people are just drawn to us. Mm. As we, as we more aligned who God's made us to be. And what's so great, what you were touching on a little bit was that, uh, when I know I'm living in my design, I'm living with my uniqueness. Um, I don't feel the pressure to make all this stuff happen. Mm -hmm. I'm really depending on the Lord to use who I am. And, uh, it also frees me up to love people better. Because so, so when I'm meeting with you, Evans, I, I, you, you're, you're not, you're not a project of mine. <laughs> we're just doing, we're just doing some life together and right. I'm going to try to be faithful to live out my design with you and uh, trust God for how he wants to work in your life. So I can, it just frees me up to love and accept you. Okay. Because, it, my, my, who I am isn't tied to how you do.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a friend who just, yeah, he, he actually just uh, emailed me today, but he's a, you probably heard me talk about him, that he's a world, he's actually been called the greatest animator of all time. He worked for Disney for uh, 20, 38 years. And, um, and we became really close friends and coached him through, uh, one degree. And, uh, Really led to him leave, leaving Disney after all those years, and then creating his own studio. And he ended up making a, a short animation for Kobe Bryant. Um, oh. uh, two years ago, which won an Oscar. Uh, it was called uh, uh, "Dear Basketball," and um, but if he hadn't had the courage to leave Disney, he wouldn't have won an Oscar. Wow! Uh, but he but he had the courage to. line up much more with his design because actually when he was asked when he when he left Disney he was being recruited heavily by uh, the the head of um, DreamWorks and um, Pixar and I was coaching him through all that process and asked him well well, Glenn are they actually going to uh, use who you are or they want something else from you. And ultimately, he decided not to go toward these these big dollar offers, but to uh, uh, head out on his own. And God has really blessed him as he has uh, gotten much more aligned with who he actually is. And he's just enjoying life so much more. Um, you know, I think um, uh, when we're doing this, we actually draw more people to the gospel because they see something in us that they don't have. One of the things we've seen a lot as people go through this one degree process is they are finally free to be who they are. And I'm not saying be an irresponsible me <laughs> or a selfish me, but just live out my design, live out who I really am. And, um, you know, one of the things that was really interesting, I asked Glenn Keane, the animator, one day, Glenn, do you see uh, animating as a way of loving people? And and Harry has created animations that have been seen by hundreds of millions of people all over the world. And he had never seen his animating ability as a way of loving people, touching people's lives. And now he does. But so whether you're a plumber, a, a, a home builder, a, a real estate guy, a salesman, a, a CEO, a factory worker, it doesn't matter what you are. God wants to use who you are and your talents to love people. Mm. And um, that's, my, that's my hope. What, what would happen if, if all these men in the brotherhood, fully grasped that and started to live out boldly who they were uh, in this Tulsa community, man, it'd be an impact that would be felt for generations. And uh, one of the things that you touched on a little bit a while ago was uh, just going through this turbulent time. And I have to tell you, this past year, though I've been sad with what people have had to put up with and and job loss and health issues and and even losing people to COVID. Uh, I felt like I have thrived during this time. And it's really because I really understand what my purpose is, that God is every single day. um, God has given me something to do. And I want to be faithful to do what he's given me to do. Uh, he's prepared me for the day and the day for me. And, you know, you can get real caught up in all that's going on around us. But the bottom line was, is that he's given me something to do today and tomorrow. And that's my assignment, is to do what he's given me to do. Uh, Not to put my head in the sand and ignore what's going on around me, but not get all caught up in it either. You know, and actually another thought too is, as I read the scriptures, I don't I don't hear I don't read the apostles and Jesus consumed with what was going on in the economy or what was going on in government. You know. They get they're very focused on 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 ministering to people and living out their life for the glory of God. Um and that's really how I want to live. Now, it's not that I want to put my head in the sand, put my head in the sand, but I don't want to be consumed by it. Yeah, because uh, God has something excellent for me to do today, and by <laughs> golly, I want to be doing it.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I I want to kind of go back just just a little bit because I think one of the things that you were talking about just in in you know in these uncertain times and and just you know how you're able to navigate it, I think part of it is you're recognizing the role of stewardship. Uh, in in everything that you're doing, and I think I think that's the that's the place that we want to get to. But we really can't be stewards of the things that uh, God has created us to steward until we know what those things are. We don't know what our purpose is. We can't be good stewards in those things. But at the same time, it allows us to trust in Him uh, so that we can walk through those times and not carry the weight of the situation or carry the the weight of the challenges that are in front of us. And we can, again, go through those knowing that uh, we're, we were created for such a time as this, and we were created for a purpose. And if we do what God created us to do, then there's not stress with that. There's not frustration with that. There's there's an opportunity for us to to grow. And like you said, you know, we 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 have that influence where we're attracting people around us, and it gives us that platform uh, again to to point back to God. I want to talk a little bit uh, a little bit more about just the actual small group itself, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. But this small group it, it actually starts uh, February 10th. So it's coming up uh, real soon, and uh, uh, John Starr is uh, the one that's going to be kind of leading this thing. He's been doing it for a while. He is a one-degree certified coach, uh, and uh, he's asking that people sign up before February 8th. It's about 10 weeks long, and it's an hour-and-a-half uh, course that happens every Wednesday night at about 645, and it sounds like there is childcare for it. But if you can, uh, Dave, talk a little bit about what a certified, the value of having a certified coach with one degree kind of leading people through this and then uh, maybe talk a little bit about some of the exercises they're going to do because I did talk a little bit about how this is, this is or I want to talk a little bit how this is not your typical small group. This is not something where you sit back and consume uh, a message or you just kind of listen. You're very actively involved in this. So if you could tell everybody a little bit about the value of a coach and then some of the process that you're going to go through in this uh, mid-sized group. Yeah, it's
0: probably something you'll, they'll never do again in their life because none of us most of us guys aren't real good reflectors on our life. You <laughs> want to just get out and do something, right? But it, it takes you, it, you ha- it's a work. It's actually called a workshop because yeah. you're doing work. You're doing work on, doing. you're working through some of the, all of these exercises. None of them are super complicated. They're just, you know, just, you have to give it time. And what's really great is when you're doing it in a group, you're actually learning from each other in the group. We'll we'll have small groups. We'll have tables of maybe five or six uh, that we'll break into and we'll have a, we'll have a leader in there. And, uh, and as the other guys are sharing, you're actually, you're getting ideas about what you, what you could be writing down and insights that you might have about your own life. Uh, So tons of learning comes from each other as you're sharing. And, um, So you're engaged in it. Our job as coaches, and by the way, there'll be, there'll be a number of facilitators and coaches at this thing. Um, our job as coaches are to help you get clear, um, criteria for making decisions that you, that you really believe in, not just, you know, you you just came up with some words, but we want to help you get some clarity, uh, and some really good, solid criteria for making decisions. And then our job as coaches is to help you apply what you're learning to your current reality. We all have different challenges in our realities. We have maybe bosses that are hard to work for. We have demanding schedules. We have, we're, we're we're laid off from work. We have difficult other kind of situations. Our job as a coach is to help you figure out how do you use your design in your, in your environment? We call it getting, helping you get from point A, which is where you are, to point B, which is better stewardship and living out your design. Uh, so, uh, what the beauty of doing this for ten weeks is, we get to know we get to know each other a little better, and um, but you'll get to know yourself better, and hopefully you'll get even more confident in who God has made you in maybe get get us out of the trap of comparing ourselves to each other. You know, we don't have to compare each, ourselves to each other. Uh, uh, we just need to embrace who we are. Um, so, by the way, I mean, one of the reasons I'm participating in this myself is uh, John and I will be looking for guys who actually want more. So we'll do this 10-week class, you know, hour and a half each week, but we'll be looking for guys who actually want extra time. They want to sit down over a cup of coffee and really kind of talk through the specifics of their own life and some of the challenges that they're facing. And we want to be available to do that with them. So that's that's way different than most workshops or seminars that they might attend. (laughs) We want to walk alongside you, not just kind of give you some new stuff that you can kind of feel guilty about not applying (laughs) Okay, we want, we want to help you actually apply this stuff to your life. Um, what I have found is most wives get pretty uh, encouraged when they see their husband actually going more and more toward their actual design versus pursuing their next stupid idea. You know, which you know uh, I've done for sure, and I'm sure most of those guys out there have done pursuing their next. Stupid idea. But um, but when they see us going toward who they really know we are, we are, it, it gives them some peace that, OK, this isn't going to be a, a, a fiasco. This is going to be this. This has some has some promise to it.
1: Well, thank you for you and John both for 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 doing a class like this, especially for the brotherhood. Hopefully in this conversation, uh, it's it's maybe given people a little bit better understanding of what what your one degree is. It's motivated you. It's encouraged you. It's challenged you to sign up for it. You can go to uh, churchonthemove.com and go to the small group finders and sign up for that. Um, And like I said, please sign up by February 8th. I, I personally have been through one degree. Actually, I don't know that I've completed one degree yet, Uh, I have, I think one or two more, uh, coffees to get with you, but I can say this, it, it's one of those things that as I've gone through it, it's been a really uh, powerful tool to help me understand myself better, to operate mm-hmm. in my drivers, to operate in the things that I'm doing. The, these podcasts, these, this is one of the things I believe is one of my drivers. It's, it's something that energizes me. And, and it's something that I think uh, through our conversations that we've had is something that I, I want to do more of because I see the home run potential in those things. So, Dave, again, thank you for taking the time uh, to sit down on this podcast and explain it a little bit more uh, to the group. And then I hope that everybody will sign up and see you guys starting on February 10th. Dave, I'm going to give you the, the final thoughts if there's anything else that you want to say to the group and then we'll close this thing up.
0: You only have one life, guys. And you have the opportunity to uh, fully steward and maximize uh, who God's made you to be. And, and you'll find your greatest joy Uh, your greatest impact uh, in doing that. So we want to help you do it. So we hope you would join us and uh, we'll see you in February.
1: Wonderful. Brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the King. We'll catch you on the next podcast.